Robert, how are you? Uh, I've got the giggles. Well, we've been in this room for the last hour and a half. It's been, oh man, and, it's been an adventure, folks. And here's uh, version three of our podcast. I've been run- I haven't been in the room. I've been running upstairs and downstairs over and over again. You and Allison have done... Yeoman's work. <laughs> you just sat in that chair. I'm just now realizing. You just sat there the whole time. I was thinking about that. I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna be able to help. Those two know what they're doing, and I'm just gonna sit back. We had just... a little microphone issue. We did. Uh, we have resolved it. We're using a mic that's not quite as good as we would like it to be, but it is more functional than our other two mics. So uh, it's the one we're going with this morning. And so welcome to Beyond Sunday, Joel and Rob's podcast. Uh, This is only version two with our theme song. And you had a great one in that first one. I did, but we're not going to go with it. We're not going to go with it because part of it is the the guessing, uh, the reveal of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so let's see how you do with this one. Wait, is there no intro? There's no hint? Can I get the decade? Early 90s. Oh, you're, okay. It's, you're in my jam. It's not sitcom. Oh, you're it's out of my jam. not sitcom. And I'm, mm. I would guess you didn't watch it much. I didn't watch it much. If you didn't watch it much, I didn't watch it much. Is that NYPD Blue? Yes. Well done. As I was playing it, it sounds like ER, doesn't it? It does. It does. The only reason I know that is because when... It sounds so much like ER. There you... Like, and that's kind of like L.A. Law-ish, too. Yeah, it is. Um, When when it came out, when NYPD Blue first came out, uh, that theme song was given major props for being one of the first theme songs to kind of go away from lyrics mm-hmm. and actually even melody. The melody doesn't come until the middle, and it's all percussion in the beginning, and so it was kind of famous for its percussive yeah. uh, intro. Yeah. yeah, that's the only reason I you know that. Percussive, I like that. Yeah. But you're right, it's all percussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't watch much of it. Um, I think I was a little too young. When it when it came out, um, but I know it like it, Dennis Franz, oh, yeah. Franz made made him a huge star. David yeah. Caruso made him a huge star. It, yeah. it was one of those and shows. Jimmy that kinda, Smiths came in. Yeah, he and, came yeah. in later. It kind of captivated um, uh, the TV world for a little bit. And it was the first show that like was saying like words previously that would never have been said. It was cutting edge. It was. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, we are here as kind of a, a follow-up to our last podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, believe we met last late November, early December. It was yeah, uh, late early to mid December. We were in the midst of a of a question uh, series that you were sending in questions about us, which was fun, but also about some great. Yeah. And we really appreciate all the questions. Uh, they were fantastic. Yep. Uh, and we ended with one question that asked about um, how we reconciled the uh, a literal hell, the existence of a literal hell, with a loving and forgiving God. 
Mm-hmm. Great question. Question that yeah. both of us have wrestled with. And we ended up in our answer challenging the existence of a literal hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and of a literal hell where you go when you die. Yes. Like a like a hell that God sends you to in the afterlife. Yes. We we got to a point where we said we both don't believe in that. Which then led to another question. Um uh, of, okay, well, so if there isn't a liter- literal hell, then what is the point of this? Yeah, what's the point of Christianity? What's the point of what we are doing here um, at TPC? If that isn't the ultimate end game, which we thought, wow, that's a good question. Uh, and so let's, that is a great question. let's spend a little time with that. And um, that could be a podcast in itself. Yeah. So... Um, Rob, opening thoughts. What, if there isn't a literal hell, then what's the point? I don't know. (laughs) 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 Um, uh, I think there's a whole, there's just so many points, uh, as to why. Um, but if you, real quick, if you want to go back and explore why we don't believe in a literal hell as an afterlife, please go uh, visit our, our last podcast with mm-hmm. that Q&A. Mm-hmm. We're not diving into the theology behind that because we already have. This is a What's the Point, as Joel so beautifully introduced. <clears throat> and if there is not a literal hell or a literal afterlife, then why faith? Why, why even try and live out a life of faith, mm-hmm. right? Um, and my, my quickest, shortest answer is because life is fullest when we do. Mm. Um, it is mm-hmm. not that uh, hell is... Uh, I don't believe that hell is necessary in order for faith to be incredibly relevant both to this life and the next. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because, because hell has been used so much in the past as a threat, as mm-hmm. kind of a means of saying, you need to be a good person you or you're going to hell. You need to go to church or you're going to hell. You need to convert to Christianity or you're going to hell. Uh, it's been employed as kind of a motivational force by the church, you know, far too effectively at times. But I don't think faith is meant to be built on fear. Uh, the motivation force behind faith is love and grace. And it is the point of faith, in my <clears throat> strong opinion, is to come to understand just how loved you are. And when you realize how loved you are and that God loves you enough to redeem you, whether you love God in return or not, whether you think you deserve God's grace or not, then love and grace begin to become motivating forces in your own life. And you begin to see that the ways of this world are not nearly as fulfilling as the ways of love and grace. Mm. And the, the more we live into love and the more we live into grace the more we realize that the ways Christ came to reveal, ways of peace and generosity and humility, and all they're so much more fulfilling. They're so much more life-giving. 
And while, yes, they lead you into much deeper vulnerability, they also lead you into much deeper joy. Mm -hmm. So there is a, um, uh, an aspect of, of life here and now mm -hmm. that you're kind of describing. Mm -hmm. So that brings me back to um, Brian McLaren, who we, how we started this podcast by exploring his book, We Make the Road by Walking. And he describes um, that the, the understanding of God that is very black and white, heaven or hell. Um, or especially that fear-based understanding of God, mm -hmm. um, he describes it uh, as evacuation theology, which is I am here to um, ultimately get my ticket yep. to go to heaven and not go to hell and leave. My goal is mm -hmm. while I am here um, is to ultimately leave here. Um, and he says, which I've resonated with, uh, um, that it ends up, um, it ends up, I can't, to, to connect with what you're saying, removes us from um, the life that God wants us to bring to our world right now. So, and it's actually, it's right in the Lord's Prayer, mm -hmm. where Jesus says, um, um, my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So there is this, um, uh, in Jesus's mission here on earth to bring heaven to earth, which what he describes as the kingdom of God, Amen. which is this phrase that we could spend the next two days trying to unpack and still kind of just dance around it. There is so much in this wonderful phrase, kingdom of God. Yeah. Um, but, but that kind of, that idea of God's kingdom here on earth is what I started to discover about Jesus's mission. So when I started to let go of this idea of Christianity was based on getting to heaven, but instead, um, bringing God's kingdom here, you start to read the Gospels in a very different way. Yep. Um, I started to read um, the stories of Jesus in a very different way. Because sometimes we, we just spend, when, when it's, if the goal is to, is to not go to hell and go to heaven, you spend all your time sometimes on death and resurrection. Mm -hmm. That story that we celebrate at Easter and you kind of forget about all these other stories that Jesus lived and taught for three years of his ministry. And so um, the well, it was the entirety of his ministry. It was the singular focus of his ministry. Absolutely. His ministry was not focused on the afterlife in any way, shape, or form. No. It just wasn't. So Jesus walks into, so take <clears throat> Luke's gospel, Jesus walks into, right after he's baptized, right after he comes out of the wilderness, Begins his ministry, he walks into synagogue in Capernaum. Capernaum, thank you. And opens the scroll of Isaiah and says, um, uh, he says, um, uh, in the, the kingdom of, no, he doesn't say the kingdom of God. He says, I have come to bring good news to the poor, sight to the blind, um, release, release to the, prisoners, to the yeah. captives set the prisoners free. It is this, and you can read that in a, and also in a very symbolic way too, but it's about yeah. the here and now. The Greek is in the present. I mean, it's yeah. not, I will bring, I've come so that 
and one day in the future they will be free or the, and they will see uh, and they will be healed. It, it is, I have come that, you know, this can happen here and now. Yeah. I've come, Behold, the kingdom of God is at hand, right? Mm -hmm. It's not, the kingdom of God is on its way. You know, in Jesus Christ, the kingdom of God was present, and you live into that reality in the here and in the now. It is not something you you save uh, or you wait on. Uh, and the other part of that is uh, when, when faith gets boiled down to getting into heaven or avoiding hell, uh, you're a thousand percent right. You begin focusing so much on resurrection and afterlife that not only do you begin to miss um, miss out on salvific moments in the here and the now in your own life, but I I think you miss the core fundamental truth of the gospel in and of itself, and that's that uh, God's plan has, as I read scripture, has never been about individual mm -hmm. salvation. God's plan is Jesus didn't come so that one person can get into heaven, but another person would be damned to hell, right? Yeah. The gospel, I believe, as I read it, is very clearly about communal salvation. It is about, um, it is about participating in the life of community and bringing salvation into community so that not only did Jesus come, uh, for the poor and the blind and the captives. He came so that the poor and the blind and the captives who are healed and saved can then continue and help spread Christ's ministry so that other poor, captive, mm -hmm. uh, and enslaved folks can find freedom and fullness and salvation in the here and the now. <clears throat> yeah. Which is why I say his, his ministry was not on the afterlife. His ministry was about uh, bringing salvation to the people around him in the here and the now. And it's also why his ministry was nomadic. It was, it was, it was constantly moving. He, he went to Capernaum. He taught in the synagogue. He yeah. healed everyone there. And then he immediately started going around the villages yeah. and started healing people in the villages there and teaching in the villages there. And then he started wandering throughout Jerusalem, you know, through, uh, throughout Judah and, and taking trips south and then back north. And, if you follow scripture, his, his ministry, if you follow the gospels and, and they all kind of have their own version of this, but his, his ministry was one of movement very intentionally to bring salvation to more and more people in the present. Mm -hmm. His concern was not about, Oh, you're going to go to hell when you die, buddy. Um, and unfortunately I think the church has actually, developed this sense of hell and developed this threat of an eternity spent in suffering as a means of motivating folks to come to faith. Whereas I think life in, the, in salvation in the here and now is so much more motivating mm. than fear of some ethereal tomorrow that I, I can't even really begin to comprehend here and now. Yeah. Well, and we were talking about this yesterday, and Allison, you, you had a great point where she talked about how that understanding of God, that that fear works its way into how you relate to God. Mm -hmm. And I, I will admit that's been a journey for me, is to slowly let go of that, 
of that fear-based understanding. Because you never really, you never, you never, you never really, at least for, for me, I, it's always been in the back of my head. Um, when there's that fear of hell um, in your understanding of God. Because when, when, when are you fully sure? You end up doing these mental gymnastics. Yeah, well said. To make sure you have you have believed enough or done enough or... Um, Are you saved when you believe 95%? Be, exactly. 90%? Because... What's the cutoff? Well, let's just be honest. Your faith is on this kind of... <laughs> this needle. There's times, there's days where it is... Is rock solid, and there's days where it's you're. Yeah, you've got a lot of questions and and a lot of wonderings. And so, what if you die on one of the bad days? Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, it's been a journey for me to slowly let go of that, yeah. that, that fear that kind of just nestles into your understanding of God. Mm-hmm. And what we said last time on the previous podcast is how how do you fully love God mm-hmm. when you're always a little afraid of God. Yeah. That is so well said. You know, it's also been for me a way I, I I've looked at Jesus in a different way. Because in the previous understanding, you're you're looking at Jesus as uh this object of um look what he did. Look what he did. Look how he um, conquered death. Look at look how he did all these things, and not those things I, I affirm, but at the same time you end up giving all of your energy to look at what he did. And my job is simply to believe in that, to believe that he did it, as opposed to look what he did and how am right. I invited to live in a similar way? So well said, right? So yep. how so you can look at just actions how. How am I invited to um, offer compassion and mercy and forgiveness um, uh, to live that way that he lived? Um, but even like, even in that cycle of death and resurrection, how how am I invited to follow that same pattern too of of what? What needs to be let go of? What needs to die what in needs my to die. life? Yeah, so well said. So new life can come up, mm. and so it it shifts. I think from from more of following Jesus to simply worshiping Jesus. Mm. Um, uh, and there is, I've found that one of those is much more challenging yeah. than the other. <laughs> I am much more <clears throat> comfortable. Uh, casting praise on Jesus than I am at following Jesus. Mm. Following Jesus, I find to be much more challenging. Um, but that's also what I feel we are invited into is to be on that journey of being like Jesus. Right. right. In, and that's a very slow, yeah. baby steps kind of. <clears throat> Kind of journey. Well, and in our tradition, we we don't expect to ever get there, right? You never do. We don't ever expect no. to reach that point where Absolutely. all of a sudden we are there. Um, we've got this thing down. Um, 
And you say it so well. How can you really ever fully love or even trust a God that you fear a little bit? Uh, and that's huge because I think the argument for hell, what what most what most in say uh, the Christian tradition would argue is that uh, those who go to hell are those who do not profess faith in Jesus Christ as the Son of God, and they do that because of some. Uh, lines out of Paul's letters and um, some different interpretations than, say, you and I have of things in the gospel. Yeah. You can find scriptures to back up that. Yeah. We have sure. very different understandings, though, of of um, what the gospels mean by eternal life uh, and what it means to, say, confess your faith in Jesus Christ. Um, but I would, I would say also that the larger church when they when they say that they mean they want you to mentally assent to the truth that Jesus Christ was God incarnate um and i will argue until the cows come home that um the scriptures it doesn't matter if it's paul or the gospels when scripture says faith in Jesus Christ or believe in Jesus Christ they are saying, trust in Jesus Christ. And there is such a tremendous difference between mentally assenting to, the, to, a, to a fact that Jesus Christ was God incarnate mm -hmm. and actually living out trust that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is um, your Savior and that through Jesus Christ you are loved and claimed as God's very own. There, there is such a radical difference between, okay, yeah, sure, Jesus was the Son of God. I'm good. I'm not going to hell. Well, that's, you know, th there's a world of difference between, a, you know, agreeing with something and actually what Scripture means when it says believe or have faith in. Yeah. And that is to trust in something. And the world of faith is learning to trust which means, as you so beautifully said, when you're learning to trust, there's going to be mistakes and there's going to be doubt. And there's going to be days where your doubt is much more than your trust. And life happens and you reach points where you're like, screw it, I don't think I do actually trust that anymore. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that your, your faith life is over. It means you've reached a point in your journey, as you said, where the needle goes. Yeah. Um, to the other side. And, and this really is a journey uh, where we're learning to trust in the love and the grace that God has for us. And that uh, the point of faith then is exactly that. It's, it's life is fuller when we're trusting that. Life, life is so much more salvific in the here and now when we're trusting that we are loved and claimed as God's own and our neighbor is loved and claimed as God's own. And the whole point of life itself is not about where we go when we die, although we believe that's part of it, right? But that's not the primary point. The primary yeah. point is helping others to come and know the love and the grace of God that we have come to know. To know. Yeah. Which all goes back to communal salvation. <laughs> yeah. And not that we don't affirm believing there is something that's needed and powerful there um but it's that that trust mm -hmm. that is it's it's a step into the deeper waters mm -hmm. i think um so that's our 
two cents that we're, we're yeah. throwing against the wall today. Which I, I think, I just want to throw out this clarity. This is like, so what? Why? What's the point of faith? If there is no hell, mm-hmm. I, and I think that's what we tackled. Mm-hmm. But uh, another question that's related, uh, so why the church? Mm-hmm. So why the church? Because the church is not necessarily tied in to mm. that whole question of mm. heaven and hell either. Because not once did we say you need to go to church or you're going to hell. Seriously. Right. Mm. Like, we don't believe that. Let's keep exploring that mm. question. I like that. Thanks for being with us, everybody. I am Joel. This is Rob. He's Joseph. He is... What did I call you that? Oh, Lenny. Lenny. I haven't well, called you Lenny Because you're Carl. And you really are Carl. <laughs> he, really, he literally is Carl. It's his middle name. <laughs> Lenny and Carl. Lenny and Carl. I'm just getting that right now. Mm. You, just, you just... I just got it. Jeez. I seriously thought your middle name was Lenny. <laughs> it's not a... It's a good middle name. Well, it wouldn't be Lenny, it would be Leonard. Have a good day, everybody. Take care.